Welcome, you're listening to an Adventures in Middle-Earth actual play using Fantasy Grounds. You can find session summaries, items and characters on Obsidian Portal, where our campaign is called In the Shadow of the Mountains. Last episode, the party arrived in Dale, where they joined in on the festivities with mixed results, met King Bard and undertook to make a long-abandoned farmhouse ready for newlywed occupants. Um, Bard basically didn't commit to give you a pony until your travelling quest, but you've got no more than 20, 30 miles to go. It's easy yeah. going and you, you can get there fairly easily. So you're fairly confident in doing that. Okay. Okay. And not more than uh, a day's walk away, you you decide not to push on. Um, sorry, you decide to push on for... Uh, the link on this, but uh, up to the night, um, because you, you're pretty confident of where you're going. And so, early evening of probably about equivalent to eight o'clock, you push on for another two or three hours over where you maybe have done it before. And you actually strangely see um, the farmhouse or the farmstead. Um, it's dark, but you can you cross probably. 100 yards in the farmstead some very crudely plowed stretch of land mm. um and as you come up what looks like it's been a path that hasn't seen a lot of use but it's not seen no use in five years it's not overgrown with weeds um and i'll just place you on the uh on the map so you can see it so you're walking up the upper path and in the distance, uh, now only 100 feet ahead of you, maybe, you can see a house. Um, and most interesting of all, out of this window and that window, you can see some light mm. and, that w and that window as well. So it looks, well, it very much looks like there are people living in it. Does someone want to go and take a look or should we just knock on the door or what? Well, I'm not too sneaky, like, so it probably would be me going for it. We all turn and look at Sigmar the Lucky. <laughs> Sigmar, the, do you want to do anything? Though, weirdly, has stealth plus two, uh, Mona. But I presume in that clanking armor, that's a disadvantage. Yeah, it's not easy to do. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to sneak and have a look for the windows? Yeah. I mean, what could go okay. wrong? You've been rolling like a blinder tonight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm expecting three twenties. I accidentally run forward and crash through a window. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh... that's as good as it gets. Looking nice. Uh, okay, you creep up. I'll move you, Neil, um, up to this window quietly and kind of. It's it's not. Um, in fact, you, you look around a couple of them, and that one doesn't have a shutter. A shutter on it. Um, well, it's got the it's got some old cloth that seems to be used as curtains, but it doesn't fully clothe it. You peer in, and you see what looks like a fairly well appointed dining room. It's brick floored, which is not usual in farms. None of the place in Rowanhold had brick floors, um, and it's actually got a table uh, on a rug and the rug doesn't look covered in dirt and dust um in the room and there's a, a smoking torch lit in 
uh, an alcove. It looks like it's replaced a lantern, but it's um, there's a torch smoking in the eastern wall there. So it, it no, looks, no one in it. Does it look newly repaired? The new brick floor or old and worn? No, uh, the, the, it's it's sturdy. It looks like the, the the farm itself could be probably fifty to hundred years old. Um, definitely not new. The, the floor's old, but it's clean. It's fairly clean, and that surprised you for something that's this old. And well, the lights surprised me more than this. Yeah, exactly. So, and the lights are quite a surprise. They don't unless they're magical lights, which you don't get a lot of. There's nobody about. Can I can I hear anybody moving around? Give me a perception in the tower. It's a twenty, isn't it, John? Uh, yeah, you can. Um, wow. Look at that. Neil's first high roll of the day. Um, you can hear, uh, you could swear that you could hear a woman maybe crying. Name of the secret, Neil. Every time you roll the dice and I just close your eyes. But that's all really. All right, well, I'll make, I'll make a shush gesture to the rest of them and then a, a beckon gesture and while they're moving up i'll creep round to the um the other window with mike coming out of it yeah okay um yeah you still you still use the same sneak so you can move yourself um that's fine here from the edge to start with okay let's see if it's open oh yeah so this is even easier um there is a uh probably 20 eight 30 year old man in the room um sitting looking at the fire looks like he's smoking and just contemplating but he's not concentrating on you at all it's about nine o'clock now it's a bit it's, it's a bit later well then I'll, I'll 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 creep back to the others and basically explain what i've just seen so it's very peculiar it seems to be a, a family living there but i mean they're crying not why sure what we should do maybe i should just go and knock well We've got the king's authority. It's our. We've met the owner yesterday. So unless these guys can come up with a convincing story as to why they're living there, I presume they're trespassing. But well, you can kind of understand their point of view. The place has yeah, been empty for six years. Well, it's like yeah, if you're starvingly hungry and you take a pig, and this is your. If you if you want a farm and there's one that's been empty for five years, it's reasonable assumption that. No one's no one's using it, and the owner's dead. But and that's another moral dilemma. Well, right, so shall I go and knock? Sorry, what was that? It's 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 bad, but sure, there's uh, plenty of other empty farms around here. We'll just have to move them on. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, so you, you're going to all go up to the door and knock? I think so. Are all those going to be stealth windows? Are you they... moving up stealthily or not? No, I think we just walk up normally and knock on the door. We've got no reason to hide. Are the other windows? They're all boarded. So those are the only ones you saw uh, lights coming out of. Um, okay. In all of the, you haven't been around all of it, but you don't see any obvious light lights on the on the dirt and stuff around on the outside of the rest of the house. Okay, um, if you move yourself all up to the door, uh, are you? Sorry, I'm assuming you're going up with that. I don't know. I, I think maybe we should just open the door and walk our way in. Let's not give them no chance to prepare anything. But I'm more of a straight through kind of guy. If you carry a if you carry a big hammer, everything looks like a, a nail suitable to hit. So. 
How about this? Let, let's start with charming and polite, and then turn it up to um, threatening, malevolent, and <clears throat> unstoppable. I'm just thinking that that was me in there, and some people, strangers, came to me and said, "We've got some non-existent orders here for you to get out of here." I think I'd be resistant to that. Yep, I agree with that. That's why I think we good... should go in from the position of power. Well, then we would, would we be intimidating them out of the house? Well, they'll have them. to move some way, and I don't know. It seems a bit bad, but it's not their house. Well, he's a simple fake. Maybe we should just try reason first. Well, they will know, because we're in the right, they will know that they have stumbled across this house they've got no right to it and so in the back of their mind they will be expecting the possibility of the claimants coming back they may not know that the claimant is a friend of king bard and is therefore there's an awful lot of authority behind this but they they might be think must be thinking at some point someone may come along and say oi that's our house so if we say to them this house is being reclaimed they're not going to think no it bloody isn't this has been in our family for generations because that isn't the case. Uh, you speak with wisdom again, Hathas. Who's doing the talking? I'm what? assuming everyone's moving up now. Not me. <laughs> I think maybe well, Sigmar. Well, Sigmar can turn on the charm when he, when he, when he wants to. Yeah. And more logic and less charm. So maybe, maybe try the okay. charm route. All right, so you're going out oh. and knocking? Attempt to turn the charm on anyway. <laughs> see, what, see what happens. Okay, yeah, I'll knock uh, on the door. Knock, knock on the door, no worries. So give me a perception check uh, in the tower. So I'll, try, I'll try and make a perception to anyone you really have to um, roll without knowing. Okay. After about 30 seconds, door opens and there is a man and a woman um, who's standing a little bit back from the front door. And... He's looking out into the darkness. You guys haven't got any any torches lit. There's none in the hallway. Who's there? What do you all want? Good evening. How are you? My name is, is Sigmar of Dale, and these are, these are my friends. Oh, I'll be worried sick there. It's all right, Sandy. It's just, uh, just some fellas maybe looking for a place to sleep for the night or something. Um, what do you, oh, in fact, I don't know. What do you want? Well, we're kind of a bit surprised. We're expecting this place to be unoccupied. You see, I'm not sure if you know this, but unfortunately, even though you appear to be living here, it actually belongs to a, a, a war hero. Advised and, to uh, I don't think it does. Mm. Well, he hasn't lived here since, since the battle. We've kind of been asked to come by and just make sure the place is in order for his daughter to move in, and uh, rather surprised <laughs> to find it occupied. Around the corner, you see another woman sort of peek round, and it looks like the other two have seen her. And she she looks like, her nose is a bit red, and she looks like she might have been crying. But, um, and she looks slightly older than the couple, so she's probably mid to late. No, probably mid mid thirties. She doesn't say anything. She just looks at you, Sigmar. I smile at her. They look over the shoulder and said, um, 
What are you doing up? Get back to bed. The man says. This is an older woman, yeah. He's a bit older. You're right, my dear. He's he's probably late twenties, and she scuttles back, um, and disappears out of sight. And you hear a door close. Is she all right? She looked awfully upset. She's fine. Bit stupid. Anyway, what? So, well, let's talk about this in the morning. It's late now. Um, We've got some space. If you want to come in out of the out of the cold, we've got a remnant of the fire. If you want to sleep bed down in that room, um, we can talk about it all in the morning. That's very uh, cool. How does he seem? Does he seem sort of at ease? Seem you're you're in your element here. You should listen. Let me just see what school would be relevant for you. Probably insight. Give me an insight to see if you can pick an insight. Up. Is that in a tower or? Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, okay, he seems a bit. He seems quite surprised to see anyone, and quite surprised that anyone's claiming ownership of the place. But also, he's he doesn't seem as happy-go-lucky as you. That you saw, uh, and, he, and he kind of introduced himself as. Definitely, things are still hidden from from you. Yeah, well, that's, that's fair enough. I mean, I, I'm expecting that, but, but I mean, yeah. do I get the impression that he's going to murder us in our past? Like but... No, you didn't get that impression. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you. Can I step in? Uh, okay. Uh, so he lets you all in. You don't see the rest of the house, but um, if you move yourselves into this room, and uh, he basically says, well, we'll see you in the morning. Are you taking any precautions overnight? Use a condom. <laughs> Very sensible. Monin's uh, just going to... We keep going with once, the Once we're inside, Monin's actually going to start looking through the other rooms. Okay. Are have, you have his up weapon your armour off? Or? No, I have, have his armour on, weapon out. So basically, as he, as he walked through, got invited in, puts his bow away, uh, and as soon as he's through, just unslings the warhammer, pulls out the shield, and just starts looking through the doors. <laughs> I, I think you think that you're in charge here. Well, we're under orders to have this place secure, so I'll have a look around here, and I'll tell you if we're stay here, and if you'll be outside on your arses. So, <laughs> I like it. Uh... He looks um, visibly a bit scared of you uh, and also a bit pissed off. Um, so, but you do uncover something. Well, you, you do get to look around all of it. Right. So in Come this room, there's a bedroom. That's a rug on the floor, not a well. Um, there's two kids. They, as you open the door, they scream as a armored dwarf opens the door and the woman pushes her shoulder against it to try and close it and says, leave us alone. And then you kind of rustle, wrestle your way a bit in, in a bit and she kind of backs off into the corner and grabs her two kids and kind of sits on the bed looking at you. So that's that room. We can come back to that interaction in a little bit if you want. This, this area here is like a food prep kitchen area. It's a stove. There's table and stuff like that this room looks like a bedroom not being used there's no mattress or anything on the bed there's nothing really in it and that there is a tub um, there's actually a curtain across the end of the hall there uh, so it looks like this place is being used for 
months if not years it's not it's not recently being uh, cut into none of the there's no signs of damp anywhere as you look around the stonework looks pretty good moaning as you as you give it into each room and in the in the top room the couple as you open the door were talking in low voices and stop when you open it and they kind of she stands with a hand on her hip and looks at you with the head cocked until you kind of close the door behind it behind you again and then uh and then you go back to the others okay oh, so he'll oh, start, sorry you can inter he'll, interact with the family yeah he'll start with the uh the kids first and so he'll look at the older lady and say yay keep quiet here used to we bollocks what are you doing here <laughs> they look at mum and she nods at them and says uh, nothing sir nothing who is this who's this woman this is my mum. Who are those two in the other room there? Uh, the two kids look at each other and say, um, that's, uh, that's Aunt Sandy and uh, and Uncle Trill. Are they kind, he is. They look at each other again and say, yes, all the time. They're really nice. All right, then. I'm happy enough. Sleep well, wee bollocks. Give <laughs> <laughs> an insight check in, in the tower. Yeah, you could tell they were definitely lying when you were asked about are they nice to them. Okay. He'll uh, still keep up the ruse then and walk back to uh, the rest of the party and then tell him what he's just said and what he's just actually picked up as well. So, th so the woman um, says, don't hurt us, Master Dwarf, don't hurt us. And as, I'm as not going to hurt you, for God's sake. And then, okay. Okay, so you're back in there, you close the door, um, and you're back in with the rest of the crew in, in the in the lounge. It's nice and warm, actually, in here. It's a, it's a very nice house. So, somebody crying. Two kids who don't think they're being treated fairly, but scared enough to say they are. I don't like this. No. I think she's the weak link. I think she will tell going on. She's probably just more scared of them at the moment than they are. She is of us. Well, I can change that if you like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd have to do that now, but we've got, we can do that tomorrow, but then maybe let her think on it overnight. Mm, so how now, much do we now, Okay, so then um, are you taking any precautions overnight? Yeah, I think we keep watch. I think we should assume we're in the hostile territory uh, and keep watch as normal. Um, so, so have we decided we're going to wait till morning then? Yeah, I'm, I'm, as, as a dwarf saying, we can't do it now. What's the point? Yeah. Let's do it now. Okay. I'll get out my sleeping bag and put my, take my pyjamas back off and then get back. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get warm and comfortable there, but never mind. Okay. Put my teddy bear back away. Exactly. Well, how tired am I? Am I can I, do I feel like I could, I could sit up all night? Or... Uh... Yeah, you, you. I mean, you, you're used. You're much more used to travelling than you were a few months ago. So, uh, you're kind of the routine of getting on watch. You're pretty used to. Uh, I think you'd be okay doing it. Well, let's just try and get to the bottom yeah. in the next um, in game time, sort of like hour. So, like, let's just try and work it out. Maybe you don't have to worry about staying up all night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, well, fifteen twenty, fifteen twenty minutes later, you've um, you've got to like a resolution of what you wanted to do. It's still, 
it's like I don't know, 9 9.30, 9.45. Um, most farmers are in bed by eight because it gets dark, so but the house is quieting down. Um, looks like someone's put out the torches uh, it's, and it's getting dark. What do you yeah, feel about maybe moving the, the, the kids and the mum to our room and having a little uh, sterner talk with them? I don't know. I think I'd rather kind of see if anything happens during the night. As in, I'm expecting him to either do something tonight or not. Well, I'd be wor- yeah, so I'd be worried about them something happening while we sleep or them doing something to those people who might be able to somehow incriminate them in any way. That's why I'd rather have them sleeping with us in our room, so if they really is going to do, try anything overnight, they have to come to us. <clears throat> well, I can, I, can, I can creep up there and, and whisper to them to, to come and move into our room quietly. And there's two windows, quietly. you know, into that room you saw, uh, Monan. Yeah, I mean, I... I it, well, as Monan would say, I'd be much happier with them if they're here, under our eyes. So if uh, just the little ones, you know, they look scared. And uh, bring them in. Yeah. Look after them tonight. So however you want to do that, Sigmar, just bring them here if you can. Can you can you get out through the windows, John? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Not. Okay, I'll go out through our window, creep around the side of the house, go up to where window, and say, "Hey, hey, listen." And if there's a reply, I'll say, "Come and stay in our room. We'll be safe there." So after about. 30 seconds woman's face kind of comes out of the gloom um it's it's dark it's it's a, the only light you've got is moonlight um and the only person i think you can see pretty well in here is Monan. and i think i've got the night vision actually oh do you okay so she, in that case you can see pretty well as well so she looks really scared um but also protective so the kids are you, you can't really see them but they're not nearer and she, I'll say to her, oh, listen, I, I can see you're frightened. My name is Sigmar of Dale. We've been sent here by the king. You'll be safe in our room. We'll look after you. Nothing will happen to you. You have my word. I put my hand out through the window. So she looks desperately over her shoulder at the children and then looks back at you and there's tears in her eyes. And she says, what can you do? A very quiet whisper. She said, "What can you do? We can protect you. We can keep you safe." Okay. And she's like sobbing a bit. Um, and then she says, "What? What do we do? What do you want us to do?" Come through the window. Bring your children. Come into our room. Then she whispers, "Tangent quickly." And the kids—they're basically in their—it's basically big baggy shirts that like. Could have been farming farming shirts at one point, uh, much too big for them. They come across, they all look incredibly impoverished, and much more so actually than the other couple now you've noticed. And pretty couple climbs out, and then behind her, her two kids come out as well, herding back round to the the other room. Um, so just give me a stealth check at minus two. In the tower, because you're trying to. Uh, you can take, take oh, two off. All right. <laughs> one of one of Neil, one of Neil's special roles there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as the sorry, there, there you go, Neil. Another great one. So, as the uh, 
as the kids, um, the little boy Tan was climbing out of the window, he stumbles and his mother goes, Tan! And he shrieks a bit as as he kind of falls headlong into the yard. You immediately hear within seconds a door open. You hear footsteps outside moaning, uh, going up the corridor. You don't see anything. Can you all roll initiative? Um, just there's not combat, but I just want to kind of go through in order to see what uh, what happens. Oh, piss! Yeah, you're faster than me. Don't want to go first. <laughs> don't know what the hell to do. Um... Brother Hathus, what do you want to do? I'll cast fire. Well, you, you heard you, <laughs> you did hear a little bit of noise from outside, like a, a, a kid's uh, a mum's concerned cry, basically. Um, and then you heard some foot, footsteps, which obviously someone else heard that from in from the hallway outside as well. I'm going to bloody hell! I'm free to beat me. Sorry, I forgot to roll for her. Sorry, back up to Amalfrida. I hate that you've got a short reprieve. Okay, Amalfrida will. Oh, I don't know how to play her character. Sometimes she's a bit unsure of herself. way Stuart plays her. Yeah, she she normally waits for an yeah, adult yeah. to, to she, do something. Basically, yeah, she'll take a step forward and then actually she won't do that because it'll take a turn up. Just looks towards Mona for guidance. Okay. Oh, back to me again. There was no. That there was no help at all. Um, what's Hathis going to do? Uh, so he's heard a child sort of squawk outside of the mother call Tan, and then heard a door open and someone walks down a corridor in a purposeful manner, like, what's going on with the, the slave labour or whatever it is. Hathis isn't into confrontation, so he will probably just look at Monin and follow Monin's lead for a bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, so next up, can I speak when it's not my turn? Yeah, they they're looking scared. The kids are. So just before you get a chance to speak, uh, so no, it's it's strictly no. The free action you can take on your turn. It's just to give people a bit, a bit of time. But your your turn's coming up pretty soon. All you hear, so the kids are looking really scared. Don't do anything. But you do hear the woman, the other woman, saying something muffled inside. <clears throat> it was a, it was a querying sort of query. Then Sigma, you get to act. Okay, uh, I'm going to go whisper, go, go, and then to the point in the direction they're going to go. Uh, and then okay, I'm going to step to the side, essentially where the boy is. I'm yep. going to step to there with my back against the wall. So if anybody sticks their head out the window, I'm going to yank him out of it. <laughs> okay, so the kids have essentially were reading in action. They run, and you see Tan run and hide behind the tree there, and Jet run as well, hide behind the tree. Mother looks a bit petrified. Doesn't hasn't acted yet. Is that ever, so? You you basically hidden around. Yeah. The so basically, I'm moving to there and holding my action to so ready, readying an action to, to, to yank anybody out the window if they stick their head out of it. Okay. You hear a door open in the room you've just come out of, and Trill swearing under his breath, and then he goes out. Um, you hear the door close again, and he doesn't uh, appear to pop his head out the window. That's. Uh, and sorry, you hear another door open. Dog, no. Monin. Okay, Monin uh, takes a step outside about there, crosses his arms and just looks down the corridor, waiting for anybody to walk past so he could be able to address them. If they do walk past, he's just going to go, get to your room. Okay, um, you hear uh, some low 
talking going on and then it's kind of stops that's all you can really hear and you got you're looking in a very stoic dwarven stance in the middle of the hallway pretty uh then reacts and oh my gosh what's going on with me and she runs up after her kids and runs up to the tree that's all she does um they seem fairly well hidden from what you can see but amal frida's time to act okay she takes a few steps out just to see what mona's up to yeah nothing in there so amal frida i'm not sure you've got great night vision don't think so so it's dark in here really the only light's coming from the fireplace right now mona will tell amal frida just to um look to the children so she'll hop out the window i guess you don't know where the children are actually Uh, yeah so i think she'll just wait around until she sees something Uh, okay hathas hathas will stick his head out the window look around uh to see what's going on because that's the window that sigma went out of so that's what he's expecting to come back in so it's kind of like where are they what's going on i presume he can't uh, see anyone but that's what yeah give me a perception at disadvantage because it's really dark yeah, uh, in the tower, yeah? Uh, yeah, sorry. Perception is the one in the tower. No, you can't see anything. It's just really dark outside. Yeah. It looks like it's pretty cloudy now compared with when you got here. Mm-hmm. And that's all he's doing, really, because he's not quite sure what's happening. So let's move on to the next actor. Okay. Sigmar, nothing. No one's come out of there or poked their head out the window yet. Uh, then I shall um, sneak into the window. <laughs> up to the door and listen give me a perception yes. in the tower you can hear low yeah. low voices and uh, what sounds like a window being closed they'll burst out of the room and, and hit the bedroom so move so that is it was difficult to go over that so it's 5 10 15 20 that's about 40 you can't do anything else this round you could basically climbed in listened a bit and then gone up the corridor to there around. okay yeah, so Mona just see me burst out of the, room, out of the corridor. Yeah, uh, Mona's looking a bit worried. Um, yeah, Mona looks like he's about to okay. tell you to go back into the room and then rise as you. Uh, oh, next I'm... up is Mona. Yeah, he'll, he'll mouth the words, Where are the couple? I'll point towards their door. Well, basically, I'm in mid-run towards their door at the moment. Okay, so yeah, Mona, you can tell that Sigmar ain't stopping. <laughs> he's basically kind of running around the corner... Do you want to move up? As yeah, part of I'll, your... I'll move up to Actually. try and support him, see what he's doing. Because right. he clearly doesn't know what's going on, so he's like, what's going on? Yeah. No worries. Um, going out. Frida... I don't know if I can say that. Uh, well, yeah, she I, I, I don't the mind children, that. So... Yeah, I guess uh, she doesn't know where the children is anyway, so I think she'd be quite, be quite confused at this point, probably just fall in by side. Just stay stay in the stay in the doorway or something yeah, or okay. just yeah, move just, up a bit yeah. yeah stay in the doorway just move up a little bit okay um, Hathis will stay at the window waiting for anyone to come along whether it's Sigma or the other people and he'll help them through the window if they come along and he'll be a visible face at the window or pretty much this is the window you're coming to yeah okay Sigma your chance to act you're still running up to the door yeah yeah so basically I'm going to burst through their, their bedroom door <laughs> I'm assuming that they've climbed out of their window, basically. So I'm going to burst through the door and head to their window. Obviously, if that's not the case, then I'm going to... Okay, so you, you dive in. Treel is still there. He's... That's the bloke, is it? Bloke, yeah. He's standing by, by the bed, and he's looking at you. He's not armed. He says, what's the matter? What did you hear? What are you up to? You're up to no good, and I can tell. Me? You. L- you and your wife. <laughs> 
Well, she got scared. She, I was trying to stop her, but you scared her. She's run off. You harm those children and you'll have us to answer to. We're their uncle and aunt. We're not going to harm the children. I know a liar when I see one. Well, let's... Look, let's get... Uh, where are the kids? They might be in danger. They're not in danger from you anymore. Get them we're in danger from me. I'm hard working trying to keep them fed. I've seen fear and they've got fear in their eyes and it's fear of you. Well, sometimes have to beat them if they don't do what they've been asked, but that's just normal upbringing stuff. Beat them? You want me to beat you? No. He doesn't look that scared of you, but he doesn't look... He's not armed and he's not He's not itching for a fight either. So are we out of initiative now? Okay. Yeah, we're taking, taking out of initiative. So she's disappeared. You don't know exactly where. Do you want to tell someone where the kids went? You saw them run off towards that tree, basically, so... Uh, if you do that, I'm afraid you can go and pick them up. Yeah, I'll, I'll whisper to her where they are. I don't want him to hear whether. Yeah, okay. I'll say to Modin, I think you were right about this fella. He's he's a wrong one. Those kids are terrified of him. What basically happens in the next five minutes? She doesn't return. Sandy doesn't. Okay. Uh, Sandy, his wife, he's doesn't seem that worried that she's not returned. Mm. But you get all the kids and the mum back into the lounge again. And you obviously don't let him in there. And he's... There's, look, everyone go to sleep. You've clearly got good hearts. They're cool head to prevail in the morning. When Sandy's back, we'll make sure everyone's over a nice cup of tea. Calmly talk about this. Um, Who's she fetching? Make an insight check in the tower. Uh, make, make it in the open. Sorry. At that, as well, at the same time he's doing that, Oh God's yes. sake! Oh Jesus! Holy crap! You must have rolled like You've rolled nothing. Yeah, over. he's he's very very yeah he's very convincing that she's just scared. Um, okay, Neil, you're cursed, cursed, I tell you. Um, next next fine. time it can only be better. Yeah. Oh God, I hope so. I don't even want to roll the dice, Neil. <laughs> so, um, uh, Moni will just check the kids over. Are there any obvious? welts, bruises on their arms, their legs. Actually, I, I, actually, can I ask Hathas to do that? Because he's probably more clever to do yeah, that. Yeah, I can do a... a or or Armour Frida um, probably wouldn't like a middle-aged guy with a beard checking yeah, don't, out. You're safe now, kids. Sick. You're with MJ, yeah. Jimmy and Savile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Armour Frida looks over them. Um, they're grubby. Um, and... Yeah, they, uh, they're not beaten, but they've got grip marks. You can see where fingers have gripped their upper arms, for example. Maybe on the boy. The girl doesn't have many marks on her at all. So, in um, kind of like, would we be aware of the time, typically how children would be treated? Would this be normal? Because we were thinking more of a 21st century mind. Not in a... Not necessarily. I mean, what kind of could be, and this is me, not knowing what middle earth family farming farming families bring up their kids but my assumption would be there might be kind of formal punishments for stuff like a bit of a whooping if they i don't know didn't get the milk in but this looks like more more casual just angry stuff it's not it's not like doesn't got like lash marks across his ass or anything this is gripped and shaken type stuff so you'd probably say not not typical it's not the sort of thing a mum would do okay Okay, so that was the end of that session. So you join us now at the beginning of next session 
where Pretty and her children have come back inside and we're all inside now really trying to decide what to do. So you are basically all in the lounge yourselves. Trill, you're assuming, is in his own bedroom and you don't know where Sandy's got. It'd be good if we could find out from this good lady who's with us um, what has been going on, hear her side of the story. Um, I would like to reassure her, and I'll say this loud enough so she can definitely hear me, that she is now, I would consider, under our protection and should be safe from the menaces of Triel and Sand. Um, so she and her children should be safe from now on. I'm sure my colleagues okay, would agree uh, with that. Yeah. So you close the door and she keeps looking nervously at it yes. a bit um, and then looks up to you and says, well, we've been living here for nigh on two years now and these two folk, they, they only arrived about maybe a month ago. These are nasty pieces of work and when she's not much better and they've taken over. Um, they've been eat, eating the stuff we put aside and they've not been pulling their weight. Seen a couple of other rough, rough looking folk around with them but they're mm. not around at the moment. That's why I think We're Sandy's really scared got, of them. Yeah, I think Sandy's gone to get reinforcements to say there's trouble, come and help. So are you related to these two at all? They claim you're to be, I think, your brother and sister-in-law. Are you related to them or are they complete strangers to you until a month ago? Don't know who they are until a month ago. Okay, so they've just turned up, taken over. Yeah. Well, that's not that's very nice, right. is it? No, and she, you can, Tell her she's looking through her like fringe and hairline at you. She's got some bruising around her, her eye. Mm. Now you've looked quite closely. And is there anything we should know about them in terms of tricks they might pull or ways they like to hurt people or things they might do that we should be aware of so we can uh, be forewarned? Well, I'm not sure they're that dangerous, but they're they're just rogues. Okay. They, nasty, not, like, hurt the kids or anything. They. I asked him to go, and they and he hit me. So, but that's all we've got, really. Okay, just a bully there. I'm just, a, yeah, just a bit of a, a bit of oh, fire, fire like crackling music in the. Going <laughs> My car was burst into flames. <laughs> Spontaneous combustion. So, if I can get some, I'm still going to catch up a, a little bit, folks. Um, so, as far as we're aware, this farmstead that we're in doesn't actually belong to any of these people. No. No. Um, and it looks like um, Pridey kind of came here, if I've got this right, two years ago or so, settled in what was an abandoned farm. And then, what, a couple of weeks ago, these other two ne'er-do-wells turned up? That About four weeks ago, yeah, three or four weeks ago. Okay. Um, Spot on. Um, she she kind of t- takes a deep breath and casts her eyes down and says... It's been tough for us since my my husband died five years ago and never came back from the battle. And we've been kind of on our own since then. And he takes another bit of a deep breath and says, it's hard looking after two young'uns when when you've got only one of you. No, I think you've done very well. Um, It's just a shame these bullies have turned up to try and ride on the coattails of of what what you've done here. Uh, Anna Freda will probably look across at Moaning before she says, well, we think we can kick these bullies out. They don't belong here. We think you've done a grand job looking after your two nippers and everything. Or you yep. think those, those other bullies should be kicked out? It's not as simple as that, unfortunately, Anna Freda, because the place that they're in here belongs to somebody else who wants it back. So do you have anywhere else you can go? She looks a bit scared when you say that and says, no, this is a... F- first safe place we found for 
two years. That's why we stayed here. And look, look at the, look at the things that are growing outside in the morning. We we planted all that. We this is all running wild when we got here three two years ago. Aye, but as you know, you should have really checked with the authorities here to make sure who owned the land. You you've run somebody else's land, and that's I'm afraid that's really your fault. But I'm not har I'm not heartless. I mean, I there's a lot of people who died in that battle, so I'm sure there's plenty of places that are that are free, and we could maybe have a word with 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 Bard and see if there's anywhere that you could move to or help with, or maybe you could stay on here and help with the people who do own this house. I mean, you could say that we were sent here to basically get this place a little bit ship shape and get it ready for habitation and maybe sort of kick-start it from the presumed rundown state it would be in. So the fact that you have done an awful lot of the legwork already over an extended period of time is actually to everyone's benefit. Uh, and there may well be gratitude from um, gratitude from either Bard or from Oddfar that you have actually put in a lot of work over an extended period of time and got this place in a much better state than we expected to find it. She looks a bit more optimistic and kind of how how big is how big is this as a farmstead, John? Is this um, small, sort of single, or could uh, I don't know? I mean, Amal Freed is sort of as local as I suppose anybody else. Um, is it perhaps possible that Oddval might need some tenant farmers? Yeah, so Oddval's um, all you know is Oddval's daughter and prospective husband are going to be relocating here from yeah. Dale. Running a farmstead of this size, you would estimate it's going to be. 40 50 acres maybe right would be pretty tough with two people and that's assuming they're farmers so there is a possibility that they could be accommodated here um it's got some space i mean they're only a couple right now there's a one large bedroom another reasonable sized bedroom and then a, a room with cot beds and things in so three three sleeping areas in the place so it is potentially possible then that they could be found um <clears throat> if not lucrative employment here at least uh, they'd have a roof over their heads if they work around the farm yeah absolutely and, and pretty says oh we'll work hard um we don't need to own the place but we it's security in it and it's she looks around and you can tell it's got brick flooring and the, it's pretty secure the, there's no leaks in it it's uh, it's about as good as a good a place mm. you'll get Definitely better than any of the structures you saw in Woodman Town uh, when you were there, which all pretty much wood with some of those had basically just bare earth floors. Right, so in that case then, that's that's something for another day. Let's deal with mm. the, the problem at hand. Yep, our two bullies and I have a suspicion that the second bully has gone off to get some more help, even aye. out the numbers. Aye, we need some eyes outside, so we're pre-warned. Yeah. So, uh, Moden's got to go and take a uh go to the back room and just keep an eye out looking through the back window the top left one yeah just there if that's all right okay yeah no problem john is that a side door over towards the east side of the house or another door yes there's another kitchen. door so there's, okay. a, there's a main main one and then a side yeah, door okay. that's okay. basically the kitchen area um so where are the the other two at the moment one went off for help and the other one just went missing is that that right They're, so you would assume he's in there. Uh, the... That's his bedroom, I think. Oh, right. That's, that's, that's where you first met She him. went out the window. She went out the window and legged it into the night. He doesn't seem too concerned, which I don't think he's worried. He think he knows what she's up to. So my suspicion is she's going to come back with some help. Um, but we need to probably keep him out of mischief. Can we just go and 
uh, lock the door, just put a couple of wedges under the door. Yeah, his wife went out the window, so we may have to deal with that as well. But okay. well, l let me uh, let me have a little word with him, see what we're up against. <laughs> Moaning style. <laughs> so Moaning will uh, knock the door and then push it open if it's not locked. You hear this? Sort of, okay, what I do you want? Go... Middle of the night. Uh, then he's going to go and sort of stand over and just try and some intimidation to basically say, "Look, we know you're rogues. Uh, what?" You know what? She's gone to go and get some of your little roguish friends. Who are we up against? And if you're not telling the truth, when they come here, you're the first to be put to the sword. Even though I don't own a sword. So you, you, you put to the hammer. You open the you, you open the door and uh, he kind of sits up in bed and goes, "Can't we talk about all this stuff in the morning? It's no. just a misunderstanding here." He's buying time. And there's, it, he was actually lying in bed looking at it. He didn't seem overly concerned. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Okay, uh, well, I asked you a question, so answer my question now. Sorry, now, please. There's nothing to do with you, mate. It's uh, me and my my good friend, the woman, and her I'm kids. Gonna, can They're I punch him? Can I punch him in the face with a metal gauntlet? He stepped it up a notch. Just, just target him and uh, roll to hit. <laughs> so attack with a walking stick, but don't do damage. It's only one damage if you hit. I'm assuming you'd want to pull the punch a little bit. Oh, yeah, just enough to wake him up a bit. <laughs> that, that woke him up. He goes, ah, what do you do that for? Well, you're not listening to me. So do you want another one, or are you going to start answering my questions? Now I'll try and use an intimidate on him if possible. He cowers over to the back of the bed a bit and says, uh, all right, all right, he's off, he's off. Um, what, do you want, what do you want to know? I'm telling the truth. Who's she going to get? You... Sandy's scared. I don't know. Right, so this is where he takes his hammer out and says, Do you see this? Do you see what this would do to a man's head? So if she comes back with more than one person, I make you a promise. I'm going to put this on top of your head. So do you want to answer me a question again? <laughs> I've, 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 got, I've got a rip from King Bard. We own this. His voice is all high and weedy at the moment. Let me see it. Hang on, hang on, it's it's here. And he goes, he kind of goes across to the end of the bed and he's looking very worried over his shoulder at you in case you like smack him over the back of the head with your hammer. Well, I'm looking um, to make sure he doesn't go for any weapon, doesn't try and pull something out. I won't, yeah, I won't hit him. I'll, I'll shaking him. a bit. He's shaking a little. Um, and he, he he says, hang on, can you get that get a light going? I can't see anything in here. Uh, it's, it's over in this desk, hang on. And he goes over and he starts rum, rummaging around in it and then... He pulls this out. So he shares that with you and he kind of un unfurls it and says, uh, look, look, see, we own this. She says, what? I can't see anything. Mm. No, he's only, only moaning no, okay. at the moment. He's, a, he's the only person in the room. Right, this looks all right. And there's no, is there no seal on it, though? Looks a bit of a splodge. So I have a very learned man. Brother Hathis, can you come here for me, please? Absolutely. I will stop talking. We were putting in the kids to try and come up the sound of the American style interrogation going on, and I will uh, <laughs> travel. To I'll wander through um, to join Monin. So that's what Monin was okay. talking about. I'm just I it scrutinise it as a legal document, John. To see what I think of it in terms of whether it looks homemade or whether it looks official, probably official. So give me a an investigation check in the tower. In the tower. Yeah. Guns. Two things look really suspicious about this. One is you actually notice 
on Triel's right hand that there's his index finger's got ink on it. <laughs> and the, the other thing you notice there is no seal you've seen the proclamation from bud and there was a, a seal accompanying that and, and just the general language of this looks yeah. not like it was written by an educated man so um it, it was so, someone trying to do legalese uh, yeah. without really knowing what they were doing by the looks of things i saw that handed back to moaning with a disdainful look on my face and say total bunkum it's a half-assed forgery, excuse my French, and uh, not worth the paper it's written on. Can I punch him again, please? Um, I'll, I'll go back to the other room. <laughs> I'll leave you to it. Of <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> stop it! Stop, stop it! Stop it! Oh, I think you've broken my nose! Let's try a new game here. Every time you lie, maybe I should just break a finger. Now, by the way, I'm, I'm not really going to do that, because I know that's really an evil thing to do. But he's going to try and front it out a bit now and be a bit more intimidating. I'm losing patience with you. So just, uh, just uh, out of out of character warning, there, there's difference between intimidation and torture, <laughs> um, which you're which you're getting quite close to. So just uh, bear that in mind. Um, it's it's mainly from a shadow shadow points point of view. So uh, just okay, fair enough. So you're, you're kind of you're just about on the right side of it at the moment. So. Um, he is he is intimidated. You've just hit him again. He's got blood streaming out of, down his nose now, and he says, "All the fights, well, all the antagonism seems to have gone out of him." He says, "He looks really sullenly up at you, blood, blood, blood bubbling out of his nose." What do you want to know then? How many's coming? That's all I want to know, and that's it. That then will be done. Trail. I generally don't know. It might be maybe two, mate. It could be three or four. I mean, we don't want to hurt anyone. We just want somewhere to live. Oh, that's fair enough. Right, okay. Well, that's our business done with you then. I, I, no harm will come to you from me again, unless I obviously you're lying, in which case you better run out that window. He looks like evil-eyed through his eyes at you as you as you uh, head back towards the door. Yeah, and I'll go and tell everybody else um, what he's just said. Two, maybe coming three. They just want a place to live. Well, they have to realise this is now a no-go for them. You know, it's no. We're not going to go away, um, and even if we go away, we're, Bard will just send a bigger force of bigger men, big, you know, a detachment of soldiers or whatever. He's promised it to his his advisor, hasn't he, as a wedding gift for his daughter. There's no way he's going to back down or change his mind. So the only thing Triel and Sandy can do is to cut their losses and get the hell out and not come back. You did not or have not mentioned Bard yet in in the conversation with him that you're operating on his behalf. So. Just, just remind you of that. So I think we should go and collectively lay down the options to Trill, which is basically go, intercept your fool of a wife with whatever idiot she's bringing with her. Do not come here. Don't cause us any hassle. It's only going to get worse. You want a loser. Cut your losses and get the hell out. Yeah. Hi. Right. So do you want to do, you want to do that? It is the middle of the night and the kids are yes. like... Yeah, 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 because otherwise we're just, you know, in half an hour's time, they could turn up, start smashing windows, expect to just drive us off and have an easy time. They may think they're okay. their win, they're what they found, their stash. But in fact, this is this is bigger than that. This is legal and authority, isn't it? So he well, needs to be told. This pre-woman, we're going to turn her out too? No, no, no we, we had a bit of a conversation with her. She's done good work. Um, there may well be a place for her. Since she's Over the last two years, she seems to have done good work conscientious worker there may well be a place for her who knows not for us to say but this 
this rogue trio who's only been here for a month, not the two years that he said. He's turned up, muscled in on Pretty and the kids, beating her up, and they're just not doing any work and taking all the produce. So they are absolute freeloading scum, and they just keep driving off. Uh, and if they make it too much, like if they make it too much worse, then they'll they'll face justice and we'll haul them in and then throw the book at them. What's going to stop them doing the same thing to some other poor soul? So you guys, uh, everyone, give me a history, uh, sorry, a law check in the tower. So Hathus and Sigma, you're aware that there was a lot of casualties from the battle, and there will and are you're aware of them, particularly Sigma, before you started travelling. Uh, around Dale, you would estimate that probably 20% of 30, 20% of families may have lost husbands or wives who went to the battle. Um, so this won't be uncommon. There will be a lot of people in pretty position. Mm-hmm. Um, and people now, the immediate danger of orc raids and things has diminished over the last few years. The the underworld is coming to life again. And you, you, you probably have some contacts there or some you know some nefarious people so these sort of folk are probably more common than they would ever have been coming up to the war where basically everyone was keeping their heads down so it's a security issue that bard needs to be advised of either directly or indirectly um so, so what's this what's the rogue guy's name trial trial maybe we should haul him back to back to bard let him deal with him i could do that muscling in on people forcing them to work for it Pretending that he owns properties. I'm sure that's not going to be. Yeah, forging official documents. Yeah, they'd probably be quite harsh on people like that uh, straight after the war. Be like, yeah, looters and such like. Oh, well, I don't mind helping with that if if you're sworn. I'm not a great respect for the law, but people like him make me sick. Right, well then maybe it's something better. Uh, maybe we should get hold of them now. He's still there. Amalfrida, Hathus. In fact, all of you here. A window latch fall down yeah. in the room, room up the top. I think he's bolted. Okay. After him. Oh, well, to what benefit? If he runs, goes away, doesn't come back, it's a problem that solves itself. If he comes back with his friends, he knows what's going to ha- happen. Monan gave him a fairly clear warning. Is it running around, in, running around in the dark because it's the middle of the night? Oh, yeah. yeah, it's I, really dark. Yeah, fair enough. I only worry if they come back again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but come back again when we're not here and these this women and our children are still here. True. So in the rooms that we've seen, uh, is there quite is there a, a, quite a lot of personal possessions of uh, uh, Pretty and uh, the kids? Very few. They looked they look like they've got. You haven't seen like piles of clothes and washing around. It looks like this place was probably boarded up with a whole load of furniture in them. This furniture mm-hmm. wouldn't be theirs. So it probably would have been with the house. So the, the only stuff in here is probably not owned by them, uh, not owned by Pretty. So if we need to, we could maybe take the woman and our two kids, that not leave them here, defenceless. Yeah, it would only be for a few days. How long did it take us, John, to get from Dale to here? About a, just over it. I think it was a very long day. It was like okay. twelve hours. It's probably it's not about a day too far away. So unless there's livestock that need daily tending, we can probably whisk them away with no ill effects. Are there any other farmsteads nearby, John, or is this fairly isolated? There are, but it's a little bit like, probably not quite as a rural area as where you live. Um, the countryside is definitely more rolling and less yeah. 
hilly. But yeah, there are other farmsteads around. You haven't seen, you sort of rack your brains. You didn't really remember seeing any smoke coming out of chimneys right. of uh, any of them. So could be miles to the nearest other farmstead that, that has people living in it. Okay. Do we want to nail windows shut, barricade doors, keep a guard, obviously, and settle down for the night? Or, or do we think we ought to do anything else? I'd suggest just uh, putting somebody on guard and then just settling down rather than nailing windows. Okay. That's just my paranoia kicking me. <laughs> oh, yeah, you'll have set, okay. set guards, at least have some less step. I mean, if there's nothing nearby, where are their friends staying? I'm sure there must be a, a near farmstead. So how far would the nearest uh, yeah. farmstead be? Probably half a mile to a mile. All right, so they could get here and back within half an hour or so. Oh, yeah. Sandy's been gone for probably two hours now. You got here around. You, you think she disappeared around 9 o'clock. It's probably 11.30 midnight at time, so maybe come out for three hours. Yeah, in which case then Mona's going to go and take a, a village vigil in the back window again. Do you want to um, use the watch order as posted? Um, and if you wanted, you could put the kids in beds now. Uh, the main threat in the house has disappeared. Rather than all bedding down in the that and the lounge area. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fine. Okay, the watch goes pretty uneventfully. It's now 8 a.m. on the following day, and you've been found it pretty easy. Uh, you've actually had a decent night's sleep. It was warm and dry in here. Nothing. No one came back, and pretty looks like a big weight to lift off the shoulders in the morning. And, she busies herself in the kitchen. There are some mushrooms and things she's frying up on the stove as you all get up and go through, see what she's doing. And the kids are looking ravenous, all sitting around the table, got like a fork in each hand and looking looking to get stuck into some mushrooms. But they're not as good as Amalfrida's honey cakes. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he smiles at Amalfrida and raises his hands disarmingly. Only we joke, we shall ignore that remark. So it's a pretty warm morning. You you wake up and it's um, sunrise is early. It's before five. It's still pleasant. There is um, not a lot of problems with the day. It seems like everyone's spirits got lifted by uh, helping her out. Hathis will go out fairly early, wander around to that back bedroom window and see if there's any clear and obvious footprints sort of yeah. receding from that window outwards he won't go too far but if there's a trail he'll come back and tell others there appears to be a trail we may be able to follow where they went or at least watch in the right direction okay so uh give me a survival check in the tower if you're having a look around for this you can see what looks like some trails of a woman going northeast and then another set of footprints probably so it's probably Sandy went northeast and Trill probably went north. Okay. It looks like they've gone separate directions. I'll go back and tell the others. See two sets of footprints. One here's, one hers, probably coming out the window. One heading north, one heading northeast. Oh, strange. Not going together. Um, looking well, roughly. There may have a couple of friends, and he may have headed for one, and she may have headed for the other, not knowing where the other has gone. I mean, if we, how uh, open is it north and northeast? How far can we see? Is there anything of note in those directions? Probably visibility is constrained by copses and old fences that are a bit dilapidated now. You could probably see maximum of like half a mile. So it's not, it's quite rolling. Um, 
you'd be constrained by the next hill, basically. Is there obvious nothing obvious high ground? Nothing like... obvious, no. Yeah, well, you can climb up a hill. I mean, this is built yeah. into the into the lee, lee shore of a hill, so obviously some wind protection. Yeah, so, if there's an easy hill, like within five ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, you could climb up the hill up the back of the house. So. Try and get a better vantage, maybe able to see another roof. Or well, Owner will go with him if, if that's what Hathis yeah. is doing. Yeah, yeah, you climb climb up to a hill up there. There is um, a farmstead about another half mile. Um, you're standing under a tree. There's been a, an old length of rope tied to a branch in it with a stick, cross stick. Uh, looks like swing. a swing. Yeah. There's no sort of make, makeshift posse or anything heading our way from that farm or anything like that. Then it looks all no, you haven't up. seen uh, other than last night. You haven't seen any other soul around really. Okay, looks quiet. We could either set up a watch here, but that seems like an overreaction, or we could just see what happens. I don't know. I'm conflicted because I think the whole point was was checking this place out. Now we know what it's like, so yeah. we can pull out now. Yeah, absolutely. We just don't know. The, that woman in particular is going to come back with friends. Maybe we should go after and see at least where she. Right. Okay. Uh, I don't mind. I'm happy with either. Just don't want uh, the the woman and her two wee bollocks getting beaten up or something while we're not here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's what my my worry is. We go out, uh, yeah. go off and do something else, and then they just return. Only this time they just they kick them out or do even. Yeah. Um, and as you. Said it's surprising that the man and the woman went in different directions. Well, I presume Monin and Hathis will head back to the farmhouse, John, so we're all together. Okay. Rather than keep splitting up, then we can yeah. at least have a decent conversation with um, Alfredo and Sigma about what folks want to pretty, do. Pretty relocates to the kitchen. She's feeding the kids. Smart, yeah. Oh, Monin will do the same then. Let's all chat in the kitchen because these, yeah. these these need part of the, they need to be part of the, the, the uh, discussion as well. Yeah, pretty's adding some tomatoes to the pan. Looks like she's—you didn't see any, but there may be some chickens. She's got some eggs going now as well. Oh, sounds one, good. One of the best meals you've had for a long time. Let's just stay here. <laughs> <laughs> you said you needed a man. <laughs> so she she looks optimistically over at you all. So, uh, d- did you drive him off? Are they gone for good now? You just don't know with people like that. Aye. That's a problem with this. We, this place is uh, going to be taken over by uh, Oddvar and his kin. But if we pull out and tell them that in the time we are gone, these other ones might return. And we wouldn't have anything bad happening to us. So maybe you could, you and the, and, and your, your we kids could come with us. Where are you going? Have you got a house somewhere? <laughs> no, it's just, we're, well, we could put you up for a little while, but it's just, so we go back, report what would be found here, and then when they come to reoccupy this house, you uh, you could maybe come with them if it's up with them. She looks resolved and nods and says, "All right, and where are you? Where are we going though?" Well, we've come from Dale. All oh, right, I used to live in my. And she takes a bit of a deep breath. My 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 husband and I used to live in Esgaroth, so I know Dale. Hathis is going to act a little bit nervous and he's going to, him and who on the dog are going to go for a walk around the perimeter of the building. Just he's a little anxious of this waiting game. Yeah, Mona's yeah. been okay, just positioned by a window. Outside. That's fine. Yeah, Hathis is going to walk around the perimeter in a sort of a slightly nervous, slightly doesn't like waiting kind of way, yeah? Yeah, no worries. 
Yeah. He's got the dog I with thought, him. I thought Mona was doing the washing up then. But no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you're just p- patrolling around. He's not going to keep going. He'll, he'll like duck back in. He's just a, it's a sort of fidgety, nervous kind of. Doesn't like just sitting there waiting, right. as it were. So, but he's, so, so Pretty says, uh, after the kids are wrapping up their breakfast, she says, right, kids, we're going to go for a walk back to Dale with these nice men who, who helped us out. And what I need you to do is pack up your stuff. You know, you've got those little carvings and things and those little toys. And we're going to go to Dale with these nice men and they're going to help us. The little girl looks quite relieved. The boy's like, oh, mom. <laughs> and just looks a bit annoyed with it. And then... Sulkily, they both go and do as they're told. Cool. Okay. How, uh, remind me, how long is it back to Dale from here? It's quite a way, isn't it? It's about 12. Uh, you probably couldn't do it with the kids in a day. You did a very long walk. It's about 30, 30 to 40 miles. So, you oh, right. Okay. Realistically, need a couple of days to do that. Right. Yeah. Hath is just going to nip out and round the back again because he feels a bit worried with the kids now being in a different room to us. They could get snatched. So, he might patrol around. Okay. Troll around a bit. He's a bit paranoid. <laughs> okay, you uh, go around. I haven't seen anything. I mean, you've Brilliant. been patrolling around for 30 minutes or so. Monin's going to spend so his time swatting those it's flies. Like early morning. Yeah, uh, if, if that's the plan, to take the, everybody back to Dale and get them settled in Dale. Yep. Monin swats the fly. Because I had a menu. Fly. <laughs> How are you going to secure that farmhouse, or are you going to? Well, is it worth Sorry. Is it worth actually just nailing some sort of, those of you that can write some sort of proclamation that this actually by order of yeah, whatever belongs to somebody else? Yep, under the protection of, I can, Hathis can quite happily try and write something pompous saying it's now under the, the, the protection of King Bard himself. Trespassers, trespassers will be introduced to moaning. Trespassers. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there wood around just in case we need to nail the windows? Yeah, you'd need to kind of. It, it's basically um, tree, unfinished wood, so it's tree limbs you'd be able to use, or smaller, smaller versions. It'll be a bit tricky. You'd probably be able to wedge them. You haven't found any things like nails, and, unless you've got them. The yourself. problem is, that if we're away for days, they'll have hours to break in, smash through stuff. So all you're going to do is just create more destruction yeah. by making them do that. And if they're farmers of any sort, they will be practical enough to just you know, undo what we've done very quickly and easily. We're just giving you an excuse to break things. Sigmar, yeah. give me an insight check in the tower. So Sigmar is racking his brain and scratching his chin and he says, not sure, I can't quite place the accent, but I think it's a city one from uh, Triel. I don't think I don't think he's from around here. I'm not sure, uh, yeah, he might not be coming back. I don't know. Mm, he, yeah. But it was the but, woman who got everybody suspicious first of all, wasn't it? And she headed off in a different direction, but she hasn't come back. Well, maybe they're not coming yes, back. They, they either are or they aren't. We, we can't do much about whether or not they do. All we can yeah. do is sort them out if they do. Yeah, I think we write a pompous note, put it on the door so they can't say they didn't know, and then go just get on with what we're supposed to be doing. And if they come back, we're not going to be here so they can do what they want almost. Aye. Okay, you find some, looks like trail left. Well, you can write it on the back of his note. Actually, um, let me hang on a minute. I've got, let's just check. Have I got any writing? No, gaming kit, mess kit. I thought I might have got pen and ink, but I don't have pen and ink. Call yourself a scholar, man. What's going exactly. on? Exactly. It's my photographic memory is all I've got. <laughs> okay, so you, uh, you scroll out a note. Yep. 
if you want to write something specific, just let me know. But it's basically this is the Odvar farmstead by order of King Bard. Yep. Christmases will be persecuted or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you pin it, pin it up to the door. That takes you about 20 minutes. It's now about 8, 30, 9 o'clock. The kids have got bundles. It's properly cute. They've got bundles tied to the end of a stick over each of their shoulders. Pretty looks like she she picks up what looks like a really good seasoned cast iron skillet and then looks at you and puts it back down again <laughs> and then says, well, don't think I've got anything else. It's like it's a nice warm day out there. You kids will be nice and fine. If, and then she looks at, around at you guys and says, is it, will it get cold at night? We haven't slept outside now for a long time, although it is late spring, so it should be okay. If we've got any kind of... I've got a blanket... Yeah. It'll be beautiful under the stars. You'll love it. It'll be an adventure. Yeah, Mum, yeah, it'll be great. Let's go. He seems really excited now. Oh, cool. a bedroll blanket for a lying travelling cloak so they can use that if it gets yeah. cold. Uh, you've got everything perfect. Let's go. Um, okay, you head out and start walking west. The trail's pretty straightforward. You basically followed a river valley, a small, basically, stream. Looks like it was eventually ending up by the river going south and Vale, and made good progress. Uh, the going's very easy. You do see after half a day a man on a horse. It's like he looks like he's also heading to Dale, and he was coming slightly north of where you are. You wave. He looks like a farmer. First person you've seen. Looks like he was taking something on his horse to Dale. And that's it. It's now uh, early evening. You are getting ready to camp. Um, make good time. You'll probably be there by about, you would estimate, mid-afternoon tomorrow. If you okay. get up early. Cool. So that watches again? Yes. Yep. I should probably stop the birds tweeting and the because it's nighttime now. However, you wake up in the morning, uh, fully refreshed, feeling good. You carry on walking. The scenery here is rolling, fairly rugged. It looks like it would have been a fairly heavily farmed area, especially as you're getting closer and closer to Dale and Esroth area. But there are many, many fallow fields, tumbled dry stone walls that have gone to rack and ruin. And it looks like it's fairly sparsely populated now. Right. But by mid-afternoon, you make it back to Dale and the kids are just fascinated. It's clearly they haven't been here in a long time and would have been very young when they were probably last in the big town and they're looking at the the smells and the sounds and finding it really really interesting what do you want to do is sigmar got a house here or has sigmar got a house here i think i've got lodgings or something like that yeah you do have lodgings at your father's place that's integral yeah didn't we all sleep on the floor there yeah in your in your room yeah Mm, okay to crash at my cars again if you wish not very salubrious it's it's the woman or kids yeah get them a base (laughs) Did she say she had relatives in Dale? I think it was Eskaroth. Well, she oh, was originally from Eskaroth. Her and her husband, well, she moved after her husband never came back from the battle, Battle of the Five Armies, so and has been pretty much an itinerant since then. She's just been walking around in the, in the countryside and so probably doesn't have anything in Eskaroth, at least nothing in her name. So we need to, I guess, get Pretty and the kids somewhere a base and then we need to, I guess, ask for an audience either with the advisor, maybe with the advisor. Yep. Might be quicker than trying to get an audience with King Bard, who is exceptionally busy. Is the, is, the, 
It's the Odvar. Yeah, it's Odvar we need to see. Yes. And we had dinner with him the other, like, three, four days ago, didn't we? We have time, so you could, if you wanted, put, uh, pay for an in for the night for Pretty and her kids. Yeah, and how much is that? And then go Odvar. Yeah. Uh, it is inexpensive by maybe four coppers. Yeah, Monan will pay that. She looks really thankful and says, and the kids look, wow, it's a tavern. <laughs> and the, the, the little boy goes immediately kind Let's of get to wasted. the bar area. Yeah. <laughs> looking around and like looking at, standing next to like couples drinking at tables or at the bar and things look fascinated. She's like, chivies him along and they all go upstairs into into the room we've paid for. So, she well, looks really before they go, he'll try and sneakily go, here, here you go, wee bollocks, and give them a copper piece each. <laughs> He's a softie. He, yeah, he said the, the little girl gives you a, a, like, doesn't even have to reach up very high, gives you a kiss on the stubbly, beardy cheek, and then the little boy says, Mum, Mum, look what the fat man gave me. <laughs> <laughs> And then runs runs back to mum and uh, and pretty pretty like shakes her head and says like mouth sorry to you and then they head upstairs. Wait, bollocks. Okay, so uh, it's now probably equivalent to about four bells past noon. So uh, late afternoon, people are people are beginning to wind down for the day. If you wanted to try and find Odvar, he's probably still at his place of work. May as well. Yeah. 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 Okay, uh, you go around to Odvar's and he. It's very thankful to, to see you. He says, oh, come in, come in. And it looks like he was mound of paperwork. He's quite pleased to push to one side of his desk. And uh, he sits back and um, looks you up and says, so how is the old place? Is it doing OK? Well, the good news is it's in a very good state of repair. Uh, in fact, it is running. It's It's been run by a, a lady and her children quite efficiently. The bad news is it has A, attracted this itinerant lady who's doing a very good job, but also some bullies unrelated to her have just recently moved in as well. And there's a bit of a sort of a not quite battle for control, but some contention over the ownership and running of the farm. So it's in a good state of repair, but uh, we had to run off these bullies and we don't know what their next move may be. He starts frowning as you're regaling this. Mm-hmm. We'd like the um, so, the lass and the and the kids as well to be to be done right. So who's this? Who is this woman? Do you know her? No, she's the one who's uh, fixed the place up, as our brother Hathas just said. Uh, the itinerant and our two wee kids. Uh, she lost very her husband. What's her history? She lost her husband in the. She claims she lost her husband in the war, and for the last two years has been squatting, if you like, at the farm with her two children, doing the best she can to raise her children and keep them fed and clothed and roof over their heads. Uh, and she seems to have treated the farm with respect. Um, but over the last month, as I say, this bully called Treel and his wife, supposedly called Sandy, have moved in, pushed her to one side, beaten her when she's dared stand up to them and are basically just taking what they want and mistreating her and the place potentially. So two different stories, all of them eyeing, like I'm sure is happening across the land at the moment, eyeing this uh, resource that is potentially unclaimed as far as they're concerned and greedily or opportunistically moving in. They see an opportunity. He mutters under his breath and then you can tell he showed real empathy when, and compassion when you mentioned her husband being 
were disappearing in the battle. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, I'd like to meet the lady and I will obviously need to check her story all works out. But if, if she was married and you said from Dale, she is originally came from? Esgroth, I believe. From Esgroth. Okay, well, we should be able to get the records there. All marriages are recorded. So uh, if it checks out, I've got no problem, I think. Not sure my daughter and her husband will be able to pay them a lot, but helping around the farmstead, I'd recommend that to them. Mm. That's what we hoped. That's the best we could hope for. Um, we're, we're pleased to hear that, I think. Hi. Well, there's no time, no time like the present. Bring, bring her here, or and he actually looks at his paperwork and says, "Tell you what, where's she oh. staying? Let's go there." <laughs> <laughs> Definitely doesn't want to do that pile of paperwork. <laughs> We've all been there. And, uh, so uh, he put he pulls his coat on, and um, he's uh, as you know he's he finds a bit of a struggle. He's only got one one hand. Uh, pulls it on okay though, and then ushers you out, locks his door, and then you head back to the tavern you're in. And two minutes later, Pretty comes downstairs with the two children. Looks like they've they're cleaner and fresher. They've still got the same old clothes on. And she looks at Hatherson moaning and whispers to Hatherson, "Who's who's this old man?" This gentleman is Odfar. He owns the farm and he's advisor to King Bard himself. I would speak. Yeah, I go quite wide. Yeah, and she I would. In the face. I would speak only the truth to him. And if you speak the truth. I'm sure everything will be okay. Oh, Mr. Offa, sir, I, we didn't mean nothing by it. I didn't know it was your house, but we, we treated it nice. We didn't take anything, and there was a little hole in the roof. We fixed that, and, and we've done some planting, and the fields are all looking, well, the ones closest are all looking good, and she's like a rush of information she's telling him, and he kind of puts his hands up and says, oh, that's just calm down. Who was your um, who was your husband? And she says uh, he was he was Joe. And then she looks really sad. That she says and, uh, <laughs> it's hard to play with yourself. Uh, <laughs> then says, um, "Okay, sit, take a seat." And uh, he orders a round of drinks. And with the kids like some food, and she looks very thankful for him. And he orders some a chicken to be brought over. Um, everyone settles down, and she tells a little bit more of her story. So her husband Joe. They were married about eight, nine years ago. Uh, his surname he isn't familiar with. It's Smithson, but he he says he makes a note and says, um, all right, pretty, I will check this out. I know we have regular folk that go to and from Esgaroth. If it checks out, I will ha ask you to meet my daughter and son-in-law, and they may well be able to take you on at the farm. I'm quite hopeful that they will, because they're going to need all the help they can get. And even if it does, and he looks over at you guys, I'll make sure that you're housed here and we can always looking for good people in the town to help rebuild. So be assured you're not going to go without shelter. I uh, just won't be in my old place unless my daughter says so. And she looks relieved, um, emotional, tears in her eyes. Kids are just ripping legs off chickens and stuffing it in their face at the moment. So they're really enjoying themselves. Uh, looks like they haven't had that kind of protein and stuff for a long time. Over to you. Mona looks pleased. Looks very pleased for once. <laughs> so what do we want to do about the farmhouse itself and the potential for Triel and Sandy plus their friends to come back and reclaim it now? It is genuinely empty. We have a timescale for your daughter's arrival there, Odfar. 
I don't know, to be honest. The wedding isn't for another month. I'll check whether they're staying here today. And she pretty nods. Uh, right, I'll, my daughter will come round tomorrow, pretty if that's okay, and meet with you over breakfast. He, he looks very fondly at the kids and says, I'm sure she'll take you really well. We'll see where that goes. Brilliant, that's very kind. So is he still there or has he gone, John? He finishes drink and says, till tomorrow, madam, and thank you for, the, for your help here. I would just go and see Bard, sorry, King Bard. Before you head out, I that you have my thanks and my daughter, my daughters too. Uh, are you going to be staying in the tavern as well? I'm afraid you're not. Apparently so. Okay, well, um, I will see you tomorrow with my daughter then. Um, I'm sure she'll want to thank you. And with that, he bids you good night and pretty says, come on, kids, uh, up you go to bed now. It's probably 8.39 o'clock and kids are like wide-eyed and loving themselves in the tap room of this tavern. The little boy pockets a chicken leg on his way up the stairs and uh, they disappear up to bed. I feel good okay. about that. Hmm, that's pretty good. The only worry, obviously, is if, if the bad guys come back and find the farmhouse empty. But do we really want to babysit the farmhouse for days or weeks until the happy couple move in? Or can we? do you think we, we can, can outsource we can back, that? Back with them. And if there's anybody there, we can deal with the problem. If there's not, just assume that it's going to be fine. Because, you know, any farm could, could have unwelcome visitors. We don't want to look after them all. Yep, no, it's fair enough. Uh, fair point. Also, there's a matter okay, of that so other that job. To... Yes. Which I assume if we did this one okay, then Bardle, King Bard will talk to us about the other one. There was a message to take to Carrock, wasn't it? Or Bjorn or something like that. Some such. Yeah, Bjorn at the Carrock, yeah. Good stuff. Well, I think we've got an evening in an in inn. Uh, so, cross off, I guess you're just sharing a couple of rooms, so, or you may even need one if. It's a, at least a couple of you could sleep at Sigmar's place if you wanted. It's, it's yeah. four, four coppers for a room. Yeah, just cross off four. That'll do for the for yeah. the balance. And then uh, between you, the morning comes around. It's another nice day. You are come down to the common room, and about thirty minutes later, as you're eating, you see Pretty and the kids come down. And literally ten minutes after that, Odvar and this probably early thirty something lady comes into the room, introduces herself as someone come up with a female name. <laughs> Blossom. Blossom, thank you. Blossom. Uh, I, I'm uh, Blossom Odvar, um, and my father says that, and she then looks, obviously where pretty and the kids are sitting, that there's a nice lady who has been helping get our farm back together. And she's, she's clearly making up words here mm -hmm. to make pretty feel uh, at home and pretty smiles at that and um, she sits down and introduces herself to pretty and, and the children she said I'll be with you in a minute comes up and then very formally shakes you all by the hand and says well thank you on behalf of my my father for checking out the farm it's nice to know it's going to be safe now and then goes and sits back down and starts chatting with pretty you glance over and it seems like they're really hitting it off um, there's they're laughing, they're they're talking, they're, the kids are chipping in and Odvar looks really pleased and looks at you guys and says, well, that looks good. I'll need to make some other arrangements to just make sure there's nothing untoward going to be happening at the place over the next month or two. I think a couple of men should do it. I think you should probably go and talk to Bard about 
uh, what you saw. Um, do you, did you get a sense that this fella was operating and his wife on, on, on their own or how big a band do you think they were with? Because we may need to send some patrols out there. What's so what to say? Yep, okay. they only told us about a few, but uh, that place seems relatively unsettled and there's a few places that are left, so I imagine they're not an isolated incident. Yeah, it's a couple of days away and used to be used to be lots of farming out that far. It's a gradually working its way back out from Dale and Esgroth again, but he said it's going to take a few more years before that's going to be well populous. Well, at least I'll have a head start uh, and it's, it's free, he grinned. <laughs> As, as things free go. Well, thank you very much for your help. Um, if you're ever in town again, look me up. Uh, go and see, go and see Bard. Sorry, only for himself. King Bard, uh, and then I will make good my day. And he heads heads out the door, and he calls over his shoulder. Blossom, come and see me this evening if, if you can. Um, maybe early evening, actually. Well, maybe about four o'clock. <laughs> as he starts thinking about his paperwork again. And then he heads out. Right, okay. I guess we ought to get breakfast down then, book in to get an appointment to slot to see King Bard. Aye, good idea. Okay, okay you head back to Bard and uh, Bard. You, can't get a, you can't get an appointment till the afternoon. But he's he sees you and says, uh, he seems to be walking between meetings. Ah, uh so, Odvar, yes, Odvar's farm. So, how did it go? It went well. Uh, there appears to be, as you might well imagine, a security problem in that area. A number of farmsteads that are no longer either populated at all or have, obviously, a number of able men has gone down to protect these farmsteads and work the land. So, there appears to be growing numbers of predatory row in the area. Uh, squatting and taking over these farms, claiming them as their own. Uh, um, so that obviously is, seems to be a growing problem. But in, in the case of Odvar's farm, we nipped it in the bud. We've chased off the rogues who were there, introduced Blossom, Odvar's daughter, to Pretty. It was a lady who was working the farm and doing a very good job about it and being conscientious. And Odvar says he's going to try and get a couple of men over there to make sure the farmstead is kept safe. So in all, everything's turned out, seems to have turned out well. Splendid, splendid. Thank, thank you. Um, and I misspoke last time when I introduced Bard. He is not that charismatic. He's extremely, he's extremely straight spoken, basically. He doesn't have the Bill Clinton way with words at all. So, and it's actually Sigmar probably appreciates him even more from that. He's definitely one of the common people with a, a bit of a rough tongue sometimes, but just very, very honorable but in all of your dealings with him so far and just looks very hassled by time not enough time and too much to do okay he thanks you and says well leave that with us and he shakes his head bloody brigands uh and then all right thanks for the warning um Odvar's sensible bloke by the sound of things they weren't that well organized a band uh there's there's some more problems closer to home, if I'm being honest. But what I'd like you to do, uh, yeah, if it wasn't so urgent, I would send you back out there just to settle them in. But if you're okay and you've got plans to head back west, I'd love if you could uh, take this message over to the Carrick for me. Um, Beyond needs to hear, a, hear an update. I haven't given him one for about six months. He won't need us, will he? <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Actually, Abelfrida will uh, will is beyond likely to eat the city goers, city dwellers. 
Come on, Brady, just frowns. <laughs> yes, we'd love to. We'd be more than willing to take this message to beyond, provided he doesn't eat us at the other end. Um, and we'd be honoured. Hi. Excellent. Well, I really appreciate all the help. And uh, he says, oh, God, yeah, payment. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, and he shouts, uh, Derek! And there's like this hassled middle-aged man sort of jumps up. <laughs> looks like he's around the corner. <laughs> what do we agree? 20, 20 silver, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, right. So 20 silver. And he's got this big ledger with him and he starts scrawling in it. Not here. Take them with you, you fool. And then <laughs> Pony stuff, get uh, the ponies. And uh, don't don't worry, I've remembered that. Um, actually, there we found him a nice one, didn't we? And he says, and he starts scrolling. Don't do that now. Go and sort that out in your own. In your own room. <laughs> go with go with Derek. He he will take care of you. Um, come back to the my room before you go. I'm gonna just check the missive and uh, a couple of things I need to add to the end. But uh, you should be ready to go tomorrow. Pick up the message before you go late this afternoon. And you go with Derek, and he takes you to. A small side room and it's just full of ledgers it uh, looks like this guy is basically a born again accountant he has got like chalk chalkboards on the wall with lots of things written on them and scrawl his ledger looks to be a financial ledger and he's as he gets there he turns open the page and looks like there's a payments column and he's crossing off the silver pieces so who shall i uh say this is payable to he looks optimistically around you all Sigma. (laughs) Sigma who? The other comedy. (laughs) Trickster, wasn't it? The trickster. (laughs) Don't don't use your full name. Sigma of uh, of Dale. Okay, Uh, so he writes down Sigma of Dale in in his book. 20 silver, and then he goes over to uh, a coffer. Uh, an unusual name, Sigmar and Dale. Don't have many of them. <laughs> he he picks up uh, picks up a key off the desk and unlocks it. Comes back with a twenty silver, counts it out onto the table in four piles, very neatly of five coins each, and hands it to you all. Hang on one moment. Sigmar, son of Sandar. Sigmar, son of Sandar. Now oh, you bloody tell me, he says, and then he crosses out of Dale and puts son of Sandar <laughs> in the in the in the ledger. Um, and then he says, uh, oh, horse. Uh, right, here you go. Here's a chit. Uh, go to the stables around the back of the palace. The royal stables, sorry. And there is a pony there that, yeah, it's Slack, I think. Ask for Slack the pony and it's been allocated to you. Here's uh, a, smack here's the chip. pony or Slack the pony. <laughs> slack with an L in the middle. And he hands you a piece of paper which basically authorises the... Um, requisition of a pony called Slack from the Royal Stables. Cool. Yeah. Um, You've gained a little bit of coin. You go and pick up the pony. Who wants to control Slack the pony? It's sturdy and looks quite well maintained. Anyone could really. Well, it depends. It. If, if Brother Hathis is okay with it, then then I don't mind. It's just really yep, to take our inventory, excess inventory, isn't it, really? <sighs> Yep. Just he's, a he's flag. Just... It's it's not free actions to control beasts, and you've already got a dog, so just. I've got to bog down with animals here. <laughs> but in normal in normal run of the mill travel, it's fine. You're not going to need to make any control checks. It's really I don't know if you get attacked by a bunch of orcs, you may need to control the pony or whatever. So. 
and he attacks with hooves if you're ever interested so just for, for information he can carry you would suspect about 300 pounds which is more than enough for all of your equipment it'll really make travel a lot easier for you and he actually does look in really good condition very glossy coat uh he has he's very well fed teeth are good so he, king barb was good to his word cool brilliant and if you remember this was basically payment for doing doing bard's work by taking it west so this was this was your kind of prospective reward for go, going west with a message so it's cool okay. getting two birds of one stone basically yeah because it's funny it was we find it quite difficult to get one of these so i'm glad about that because it means we can put all the travel rations on it now yeah okay so you've you have yourself a horse it's now uh, towards the end of the day now you go back to bard's office you have to wait a little bit but he kind of bustles out and he hands you a you were expecting like a maybe a parchment or a letter uh, and you're aware that there are there is definitely Abel Frieda and who else would know Pathus have seen real letters uh, sealed letters coming from the west of the mountains to Wilderland um, but they're very very sparse here and it tends to be sort of dedicated couriers that take them there's no such thing as a mail delivery service apart from maybe from the Shire However, this is a square package, probably about the size of an A4 piece of paper, and it's sealed in in a leather wallet by the looks of things, about that size with a fairly thick wax seal with Bard's stamp on it and a ribbon on the back. Uh, so it looks like it's naturally fairly waterproofed. And he says, and he looks, looks you all in the eye, make sure this gets there. This is important information. No peeking, and he smiles a bit, and then says, um, and good luck with the travel. I, I understand you picked up the horse. Uh, yes. And can I ask you to depart as soon as possible? Is this, yeah, I was going to say, is this Bard asking us this? Yes. In which case, yes, sir. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Good to hear. And pat you all on the back. And then, like, bustles out of uh, already, you're out of his mind, and uh, he closes the door behind you. So right, you make your way back, back to the inn. There's <laughs> yeah. no and, point leaving this late in the day, I imagine. I imagine first thing tomorrow morning. The inn's filling up. It's early evening. There's a bard in there playing a <laughs> playing his lute, and you're fairly well settled. You see, um, pretty come come down. Um, it looks like the sun was just in the bar looking at dice games that the member, some of the men were playing. Um, and he goes and gets her and she comes down with all of the family. And they, she thanks you hugely and says, well, that Miss Blossom, she was lovely. She she's said, if, my, if her father, as he said, checks out the, that I'm telling the truth, and I am, I am, I want to tell you, then... She would like to take me on as like a housekeeper and a cook, and I'm, I'm good at that and helping around the farm. And my kids will be welcome there as well. So I want That's you to say a huge news. thank you to all of you. That's great news, fantastic news, and well done, you. Hi. Good. Um, okay, so she uh, disappears up. It looks like she's not uh, got anywhere to stay tonight, but she's. Um, 
this man and Blossom come to the inn while she was upstairs and Blossom introduced uh, her, her prospective husband to you, who also thanks you. Um, and they disappear. Looks like she's taking Pretty and the kids to their lodgings, wherever that is in the town now. Good. Well done. That's been a good result. Anything you want to... Yeah, congrats. And no bloodshed. Well, a tiny amount of bloodshed. And uh, you got Monin's gauntlets a bit bloody, but that's it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I think... Uh... Any preparations you want to take... Uh... Sorry, anything you want to do tonight while, while, it's, while you're still on the tavern? I guess we need to find a quiet corner and maybe ponder our route a little bit. Yeah, and Monin's are naturally suspicious, so ever since we've taken uh, taken this package... Um, he's asked for it to be hidden by whoever yeah. wants to hide it, <clears throat> but also being sort of just keeping an eye out to see if anybody's following them, taking more of an interest in them than they normally would than you know than expected. Okay, yeah, I mean you, you secreted it away before you left, so you're fairly okay with. There's no, nothing suspicious going on if that's what you're asking. I'm not going to leave it on its on its own in a room for too long, I think. So I'm not going to be down the bar drinking for four hours with it upstairs, vulnerable, okay. know, tucked under the mattress. I think that. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's small enough to you could put it under your clothing and keep it on you. I'm sure Hathis has got some deep pockets in his travel clothes. Oh, I could use my special poacher's pocket. Yeah, I bet you Sigmar does. <laughs> Sigmar the trickster. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sigmar's already lost it in his cloak. So, He's already uh, steamed it open, photocopied it, and sealed it back up again. <laughs> Sorry, boys. Can't find it anywhere. <laughs> okay. You have an enjoyable evening. You play some dice, smoke a pipe or two, enjoy a few glasses of the local local ales, and decide to get in a fairly early start. You may want to do a little bit of outfitting in the morning. Mona's definitely going to try and play the horn <laughs> at some point in the evening. Just because he's been so bad oh. so far, at some point he's bound to roll better. <laughs> okay, uh, you okay? Give me a performance check as you stand up after a few beers with the uh, with the bard. Uh, oh, finally! That's better. oh, you you joined in beautifully, and there was actually a few people clapping along. There was another dwarf in the back of the room who starts speaking in. In Dwarvish to you, um, sorry, Kuzdal, Kuzdal, um, in a very drunken way, and is having an absolute blast in the pub, and especially as there's a dwarf on on a horn up there. So you have a a fine night is had by all. In fact, a very fine night for the dwarf. Okay, it's morning. Uh, could you cross off another four copper between you yeah. for the room, and and then in the morning. What I suggest is you spend the day learning from your experience. I, you can level up. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll take a 10-minute break for you guys to do that, or longer if you need it. Uh, and also just to outfit for a journey west. You have a pony now, um, but you'll probably want to make a little bit of prep for that. Um, but you basically were here, I believe. So that's in the upper marches. That's where Odvar's farm was. Right, okay. You're now in Dale, which is just south of Erebor. And you're heading to here. So you'll need to plan the route and uh, make sure you're equipped if you need anything new. For the so you can just backtrack where we went before, really, down the elf path, stay at Rowan Hold, see our friends, see how they're getting on, and then head south down to Carrick, maybe. Yeah. So it's going to, yeah. 
Okay. Yep. Yeah. So we head for the Sanctuary of Rowanhold first. No problem. And you head out. 